on, Michael? Uh, am I on the right mic or what's going on? Because I can't hear anything. Not a thing. That one's you're supposed to be on. See this one in the middle? Well, can you put me on this one? There's one, two, three, four, oh, five. Okay. Yeah, I, I hear it now. Hi, guys. I'm coming. All right, so let me run now. There we go. All right, now I can hear myself. Good Lord. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Out and About with Elaine. And just so you know, at 8.05, I am making a major announcement. Not Heather Parika at 8.30. I just want to let you know, some people don't read my Facebook page. So listen, we've got a great show for you today. Jim Corbin will be calling in shortly. And at 7.30, Richard Lund will be talking to, and me, Steve Escobar, who's a Republican representative running against representative hawkins what we want you to know is like every saturday in october um richard and i will be interviewing candidates that are running for um office and it kind of gets you an idea it gives you an idea of who's running for office and a little bit about them and why they're running and everything so that's coming up at 7 30 to 8 o'clock from 8 to 8 30 i've got out and about in my announcement heather parika is coming in at 8 30 to 9 o'clock so you can tell that we've got a lot of things to do today and some cancellations too because of the rain that's supposed to be coming in so i'm waiting for jim corbin to tell us when that rainstorm is going to be hitting us because i already have cancellations of the central congregation church huge yard sale which i go to every year it's just been postponed it might be till next week um the foxborough lions celebration their fall festival is also going to be um, postponed for another week or two and we will keep you informed and I will read these in the eight o'clock hour but uh, we do have a great show for you today so listen if you're out and about Freeman Street just want to let you know um, you know that little side street that connects Attleboro and North Attleboro I come down it every Saturday and I have to remind myself to slow my roll because there's a little sign that says bump trust me when I tell you that it is not a little bump it is a big dip. I mean, like I'm talking blowout tire if you go too fast dip. So got to slow your roll when you go down there and you see that sign, okay? I was surprised that that's been under construction for quite some time. I'm w just wondering why it is not fixed yet. There's major construction going on in both Massachusetts and Rhode Island. I know I've had the pleasure of going down to see my family and out to dinner with my daughter and my granddaughter last night and coming home on route 95 north yes that new way of going traffic wise it was just bizarre the other night i was coming home going on 295 and everybody had to merge left and don't you don't you just hate it when somebody just doesn't pay attention and they come up right on you then they go into the left lane and then they see the arrow to move over i slam on my brakes yes i do i don't speed up because I don't want anybody to hit a sign because you're not paying attention. So, um, but that happened this way. I'm just shaking my head going, people, pay attention. You know, I mean, if it says move left, you know, you got to get over there because it ain't going to move. You got to move. You know what I mean? All right. All right. I want to tell you something that's really sad, and I don't mean to be down, but I just, I do this because of awareness, okay? Um, my brother had married this woman, they got divorced. She had a, a child, a boy, um, and he died. And I had to go to this wake yesterday. Well, he's 24 years old, and he died suddenly because he took that pill that was laced with fentanyl. 
and I couldn't believe it. And I just, you know, I'm looking at the devastated, horrific pain the parents showed. It just filled the air in the funeral home. And, you know, no comforting words could ever ease their pain. You could just see it. And um, now we're seeing that, you know, they've got these colorful pills that are laced with fentanyl. And, um, you know, even though, you know, the drug overdose issues aren't, might not be prevalent in the news as much, but it is on the rise. So in the coming weeks, I want to find someone to come on and talk to us about this because uh, I, I don't know why this is happening. You know, it's just really um, bothersome, and it was very upsetting, and, and I'm upset about it because this young man never had a chance to really to live. You know what I mean? So, um, and like I said in the beginning, each and every Saturday, we're going to bring candidates for you to meet. And I hope that you can call in with your questions because that would be really, really great. And just as a reminder before, Jim Corbin calls because he's calling in right now. Um, I do have a special announcement at 805. So let's get to it. Uh, I know Jim Corbin is waiting and I'm waiting. And I know that you're waiting to find out what is happening. Why are so many events canceled today? Good morning, Jim. Well, good morning, Elaine. Yeah, not a good morning uh, over the next few hours for outdoor activities. So we have the remains of Ian uh, interacting with the front, and uh, that is the reason we're going to have a plume of moisture coming up over the next few hours. And the highest amounts, the most of the rain is the further south you go. But we are seeing the rain now getting up almost to Providence right now, uh, mostly light rain initially, but uh, there are embedded moderate areas of rain. We're going to see it Throughout most of the late morning and afternoon, I'd say by 10 o'clock, most of the Attleboro area should be getting some rain. And it uh, will likely continue through early afternoon. And then just mostly cloudy, uh, breezy, and uh, rather cool weather for this time of the year uh, for the rest of the weekend. So uh, the rain will be moving in shortly. But if you have any plans, you want to avoid rain, I do it now in the next couple of hours, two, three hours, and then the rain will be spreading north. Now, if you're going to be heading north of Attleboro, say you're going to go up in the Boston area, it may not be much until early afternoon. So, uh, again, it's coming from south to north. Get this, though, Elaine. Temperatures only in the middle 50s for highs today. The wind will be out of the northeast. Uh, never a good wind direction at any time of the year if you want it a mile during the daytime anyway. However, at least this time of the year, the water temperatures are up, so uh, not as chilly as it ordinarily would be in this situation, but still mid-50s. So you want to have a, certainly a light jacket, water repellent, jacket and of course umbrellas if you're going to be out walking around although the breeze will be picking up a little bit this afternoon up to 15 to 20 miles an hour tonight we'll have mostly cloudy skies we'll have a little bit of mist breezy conditions falling just a little bit to the low 50s not a lot of range in temperature the next few days from nighttime to daytime because we're going to be locked in in a lot of clouds tomorrow mostly cloudy uh, it could be a few drops here and there but most of the time it's just mostly cloudy breezy and cool mid to upper 50s and then on Monday, it's more of the same, mostly cloudy. Make make a run at about 60, so you get the idea. Not exactly mild, but then again, it is now October. Yep, happy October, everyone. And then on Tuesday, that would be our next chance of a little bit of rain. Uh, one more lobe of low pressure kind of uh, crossing the area. So a little bit of rain. Temperatures are right around uh, 60 or so on Tuesday. And then finally, we get a little bit of a break in the action on Wednesday, getting into the low 60s. I think the nicest day for the next several is uh, we're going to have to wait till Thursday when it's going to be mostly sunny. We're going to make a run at 70 at that time before another front comes through sometime Friday, setting the stage for a chilly start to next weekend. So by this time next week, Saturday morning, a week from today, we could be looking at some 30s in some areas. So uh, we're in the cool side 
most of this week. Maybe, uh, again, Wednesday and Thursday, maybe Thursday especially, uh, potentially the mildest day of the week. So, Elaine, we do have the rain on the way, uh, and it's going to be on the cool side today. Anything? Yeah. Thank you. Anything more uh, about um, Ian coming up the coast here? I mean, as far as, like, is there another storm in the tropics, or what's going on? No, well, long range, there are a couple of places being monitored. Long range, there's something that could start forming yet again in the Caribbean, which is where Ian formed. Uh, but that uh, is going to be potentially staying out at sea. But there's this far out, uh, you can't be sure of that. So we'll monitor that. Uh, that would be about two weeks out. So stay tuned on that. We're not over yet with anything. Now, again, the rain we're getting today is not, it's not directly related to Ian, but it is some of Ian's moisture coming up. It's the reason why yesterday we had a lot of that faded sun much of the day. The high clouds from, from Ian's outflow was with us all day yesterday. Now the lower clouds moving in. In fact, if you are outside, you can almost look, see the lower clouds are off to the south coming up. And those are eventually going to bring rain. Again, overrunning a front. So we have a northeast wind and with fairly thick cloud cover today, it is going to be the chilliest daytime we've had in several months. Now, again, not chilly, really, but cold for this time of the year. Our average high is about 67, so we're going to be more like 55 at best today, to about 12 degrees below average. But, not, uh, yeah, Ian's moisture is more of the feature right now. Uh, some remnants of it may try to keep clouds in here for the next several days. Uh, as it's uh, merging with another area of low pressure. So rather unsettled, let's put it this way, Elaine, we're not going to see a lot of sun the next several days. So if you're maybe sick and tired of the sun, some people say, you know what, I could use a good stretch of a couple, couple of cloudy days. It, it puts me in a different mood, and I want to do different things on a cloudy day. Of course, movie theaters like it, uh, things like that, bowling alleys. If it's raining, they like it. People come inside. So today is definitely, this afternoon especially, uh, it's going to be one of those days. But once again, if you're north of here, it's really not all that bad. By the way, Elaine, you just talked about that stretch, that bad, that patch of bad road. Uh, yes, you know, on Freeman that's, Street. That's Clif- well, it's Clifton Street. It's on the Attleboro side, I believe, right? So I think it's right before the highway underpass. That thing's been there for two weeks, and they don't even smooth out the edges. And the first time I went over it, I almost blew out my tire. Yeah. You, you slow down, certainly, because it says bump, although half the time that sign falls down, so you don't see it. But they have not done anything for two weeks. What the heck's going on? Yeah, that's that, the Attleboro side. Right. Oh, it is. Okay. Because uh, if it's the one you're thinking of. It's about like 15 feet wide. Yes. They just, it's about one inch deep. Yes. And they don't. They didn't. They didn't pave the edges, so you have to come right up to it and and you go poop, go over it about one mile an hour. That's ridiculous. That's come what, on, yep. the Attleboro. What are you doing? It's Clifton Street. Ah man. I swear I to God, I know, I know. Are I you know going down there today? Doing. Are you going down? Have done it? <laughs> yes, I'm going to be over that. I was over it by by the way I had to drive yesterday, probably four different times. Ugh. Every time you go over it, you worry if you're going to blow out your tires. Right. Come on, City of Alamo, get the heck down to Clifton Street and fix that damn stretch of road where it's you know, can blow your tires out. It's lawsuits if it continues. I know. Hanging around. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm having a little fun with this, but come on. Why yeah. don't you open it up and let it sit for two weeks right in front of somebody's house? I know. Yeah. I know. I feel bad for them. I guess you have to go down North Avenue because North Avenue yeah, that's what is I've done. smoother, when I've had, right? I've been in that area, and I said, yeah. you know what? I'm not going down that street again, so you go down mm. North Avenue. Yeah. But it's on the Attleboro side, so it's Cl- Clifton Street, City of Attleboro. Clifton Street. Fix it. Please. Anyway, okay. That, Elaine, I'm happy. Yes. It's going to rain today, <laughs> and uh, so we we get our rain. For, it's going to help the drought, so there you go. Gosh, it's so good. You're so calm today. <laughs> uh, well, when I heard you bring that up, I've been complaining with the, with the kids driving. Yeah. 
a couple of them I've driven with them uh, several times in the last two weeks. I say, isn't this the same thing we just went over the other day? Yes, it is. <laughs> and it's the city of Attleboro. It's the Clifton Street side, not Freeman. Oh, so, come on. right, right. Yeah, I guess you're right. It does change. Yeah, it's weird how that street splits. Curves. Yeah, it's weird. I always say, too, the kids know, too, if I had my way, I'd get rid of all curbs except near drains. <laughs> they're, they're absolutely useless. All they do is blow out your tires. See these curbs the city's putting in there about, like, 10 inches high. What good are they? Why, do, why, does, why does the sidewalk have to be higher than the street? I've always wondered that. You know, that's yeah, a good drain. question for a DPW. Well, I, let's, let's get one on. Why do they put these <laughs> waste, you know, they're wasting money with these high uh, curbs. Just make a little groove, a little soft curb. Save money. I'm well, telling that to the mayor right now. Save okay, get, you do that. You do that. On Reed Street. They put them <laughs> on Reed Street now. It's going to cost millions of dollars, these stupid curbs. Anyway, Elaine, on a, on a good note, we have rain that's going to ease the drought. I'll talk to you again next week. Well, that sounds great. I'm not going to be here next week. I have to go to oh, work. That's right, but, that's right. But listen, Tom okay, Rafferty, no, Tom Rafferty's yeah. going to be here next week. Tom Rafferty's coming yes. in, okay? No, you, you mentioned that. I'll, yeah. I'll be talking with him, and I'll talk to you Yes, again you will. Of, yes, you will. maybe that thing will be finally fixed on Clifton <laughs> Well, Daddy, one can only hope, my dear. Street. All right. Clifton I got to run, my dear. Bye. I got to take a break. I'll see you later. Bye. Oh, my God. Okay, so you heard that up here. We're going to take our first break, and then in the house, I have Richard Luntz, and we're going to talk about what we're going to be doing in the month of October. So stick around. We still have a lot more on Out and About with Elaine. This is Elaine LaRoche. I'd like to welcome to our show. Our number here is 508-222-1320, and I'll be right back after these messages. Yeah, maybe we should go to Africa because the weather is hot and balmy and really sweet and warm and those sunrises and sunsets are magnificent. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Out and About with Elaine. My name is Elaine LaRoche, and in the house, I have Richard Lund here, and I'm going to bring him up so we can talk about what we're doing in October. So, Richard, good morning. How are you today? Good morning. I'm fine and dandy. How are you? <laughs> I'm well. Can you tell? Just ducky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Don't go off the rails on me, too. No, no. Oh, I'm golly. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain to us, um, our listeners, um, what we're going to be doing in October? So, in October, we're going to talk to the political candidates. So, this morning, I have lined up uh, Stephen Escobar, who's running against uh, Jim Hawkins for the state representative seat here in Attleboro. Mm -hmm. So we're going to find out, uh, you know, talk to Stephen about uh, his campaign and why he wants to run for state representative, what ideas he has and all that. So, And with each candidate, uh, when I have uh, uh, bring in, we'll, we'll talk about uh, why they why they want to run for office and, mm -hmm. you know, and what the qualifications are, what they hope to do in their first 100 days in, in, in office if they if they get get elected, mm -hmm. what type of changes, uh, or, you know, and, and also what what's their approach to uh, um, constituent services because that's uh, important here Very in Alabama. Very um, big. Whether yes. it's um, you know, governors or sheriff or state representative or state senator, what's their approach to constituent services and how how are you going to pro approach that? Mm. And do they have experience in that that area too? Right, because I've never heard of this gentleman before. Have you? He's relatively new. I, I have. I've I've heard I've heard him. Uh, I've heard for, I've heard of him. You know, he's making his ground. He's go. I, I met him over at uh, the rooftop party over at um, the YMCA. He goes to a lot of events. Uh huh. Um, 
He's at uh, numerous standouts. I saw him at the uh, standout for Chev Hodgson uh, back in um, early September. So he right. was there. So oh. He gets, ar- gets around, go- goes to all the events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be an interesting race all around. I mean, even for mayor. Do we know who's running for mayor of the city of Attleboro? Uh, there's several candidates. Uh, well, I've heard, but uh, officially there, there was uh, one one candidate uh, that came out uh, from mayor. Uh, it was announced on Dave Kane's show. It was uh, Kathleen De Simone, so she's she made it official on Dave's show. So she's going to be running for mayor mayor of Alabama. But there may be, there's definitely going to be a lot more candidates running for mayor. I so thought I heard John Davis was going to be doing John it Davis is because another I think one. He yes, was yes, he was also right. announced that on on uh, Dave's show too. So the two candidates already. Yeah, John Davis. Yeah, and I've seen John's uh, postings on Facebook. You know, mm-hmm. John Davis for mayor. He was at the the. Uh, the open house at the new high school. Yeah, have you had a chance to go? No, I haven't had a chance. But uh, I went for to the farm- I go to the farmers market almost every single Saturday, and I've seen a lot of people going in and out. But I just didn't have the time, you know. But um, from what I see, there was a lot of news and media coverage from the local stations and television from Providence stations. They came up, the reporters, and did a report on Atterborough High School, how high-tech it is and how beautiful it is. It's they immaculate. That's, mm. what I, that's what I hear. Yeah. I just hope they continue to maintain it. I think, um, you know, I think that this is an opportunity for the um, the city of Atterborough to have something really beautiful in the city. And, and hope I'm to have community events there, too. Like in Really? Well, Let's let's see, like <laughs> a con, you know, like a concert, like a school concert. You know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They have the plays and everything. My granddaughter actually uh, is a freshman there. Yeah. And she said it's really cool. It's really nice. I guess they separate the the different grades, and um, but she's thriving. But and her friends like it too because it's mm-hmm. new. It took some time to find where things were. She said. But um, it w- all in it all, would be nice really to see good. the you know the the first basketball game. Play, played in the new in the, in the, in new, the new gym, gym. yeah or the new or the new uh or, or the ba- you know high school band concert the first high school band concert being played on stage in the auditorium there right yeah that would be really great i know that they were tweaking things in the auditorium okay sound yeah. system and that needed to be tweaked but uh, other than that you know that's pretty cool yeah, yeah. and the students are going to be you know it's a thrilling experience for them a brand new <laughs> Yeah, School. yes, yeah. where everything works. The lights are on, the air conditioning, the everything that's supposed State to work of is the there. Art. Yeah, yeah. high-tech. And all the classes, too, from cosmetology to, you know, the, the different shops that they have, auto mechanic and all those other things, I think, that are there. Um, the tech stuff, you know. I think it's a great opportunity for the children to go through. And if they're not going to college, yeah, have an opportunity to, to do the trades. Go to the trades, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yep. Whether it's auto mechanics or, or even a, sh- a chef. I mean, they they mm-hmm. have. A oh, that's right. They have a great. Oh my God. Oh, the literacy center every year has a. Uh, well, it did. Then COVID hit. Then they had it again last year. Um, Attleboro High School students always have a table there. The taste of international tasting. Oh yeah. If yeah. you've never been, you gotta go. They, they usually have oh. that in April, right? April, mm. May, early, early. It depends. Spring. It yeah. depends because they had it. Um, with COVID, it was probably like in March, April, um, this particular time. I have to look at it because it seemed like it was very warm. And 
I can't remember when it was, but it was just really great. And they had this unique band playing music. It was ukuleles. Oh. Okay. All women ukulele band. And they were soft at first, and then they played it. And, I mean, it was hysterical. It was so much fun. But, I mean, like all the restaurants in Attleboro, North Attleboro and beyond, volunteered their food and everything so people could go up and check it out. But Attleboro, the kids were there, too, and, and they were making some fantastic um, food. So, I mean, it's all appetizers. You go, you pay, like, about $75 no, it wasn't that one. I go to so many of these things. I'm sorry. I know, Probably I know what you mean, yeah. <laughs> $50, I think it was, or something like that. Very affordable. And um, the location was an absolute beautiful, beautiful um, estate in Rehoboth. Oh, okay. Way out in the woods. And I hope they have it again next year there uh, rather than local because it was so elegant. Everybody dressed up. It was so great. Yeah. And, uh, when I when I went there, it was at the uh, the Elks. They, they that's where it's always been until yeah. this year or last year, I should say. Uh, this year, I'm sorry, um, 2022. 22. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, beautiful. And then Amanda speaks, you know, and and then some of the students also address us, you know, as saying thank you for the literacy center. I will always have a special place in my heart for the the literacy center because in I knew Donna Morse, the founder, and um, I served on the first executive board and was president for six years and vice president for three. I mean, I was a tutor. I was a tutor. So um, I just love what they do over there. And they, I mean, the volunteer staff is just phenomenal. And uh, the executive board has just got such a great vision. They called us back, um, the old regime, as they call us, when they were doing a strategic plan. And, uh, and then they just took it from there. So, um, yeah, it's just really uh, amazing um, what they do over there. Um, and, they, and they have some grant funding, and they have the Balfour Foundation funding. Um, and they need, you know, they do the plea every year, and they do this wonderful gala. So, mm-hmm. so anyway, um, your guest is here. Why don't you scoop? Yeah, and you. I'll chat for a little bit, and then we'll go to break. How's that? Mm-hmm. All right, yes, when we say it's live radio, you know, like, Anything can happen, and on my show, it generally does. So Richard is going to get uh, Stephen right now, and um, but I just want to let you know that uh, we do have an interview with him from 7.30 to 8. Then we take a break, and then I'll give you my special announcement, and then Richard and I will be reading a lot of the lottery weather and out and abouts itself. And if you have a question for this candidate for state rep, I would invite you to call us at 508-222-1320. So I'm going to take a break, and when we come back, we will bring on um, our special guest, and Richard and I will be meeting Stephen when we return. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to Out and About with Elaine. My number here is 508-222-1320. Good morning. Oh, my goodness. What a great day. Like Jim Corbin said, get out and about today early in the morning because we are going to have one heck of a storm later. In studio, Richard Lunt is here, and he and I are going to be talking to Stephen Escobar, who is running for state rep. So good, uh, good morning and welcome. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for having me on. So, yeah, good morning, Stephen, and welcome to uh, WARA. Glad to have you here. So, um, so I like to open things up to say... Um, this is um, your opportunity to shine. So uh, putting my HR hat on, tell me about yourself. Well, 
I'm 29 years old. I'm running for state representative of Attleboro, second Bristol House District. Uh, the reason why I'm running is because I believe that right now it's time for tax relief. There's a time and place for government programs. I'm a director of a nonprofit program. I know that pro programs can have a really good public good, but right now we need tax relief because with government programs comes eligibility requirements that some people who are in need don't fit. Um, for example, the Democrats at Beacon Hill, they voted against a 24 cent ta uh, gas tax, um, suppressing the 24 cent gas tax. Everybody could have had an easier time at the pump, but it did not occur. But the um, Democrats had no problem giving inmates free phone calls at $20 million at the taxpayer expense. So besides that, it is about holding the line. I, w I just saw a government that I really did trust who I believe was putting policies to help individuals turn to being a government that's just trying to move a narrative. That um, where schools, we used to love our schools, but schools have become a, a, a battleground where parents are feeling like they need rights. I love Attleboro schools. This is like my son, he has had amazing teachers, amazing teachers. My son's in studio right now. You know, shout out to him. He actually just won class rep yesterday. <laughs> he was so proud of that. But every parent is walking on eggshells. There was actually an Attleboro post, like an Abro High School Facebook post where they're like, oh, we're talking about identity today in class. And all the parents were walking on eggshells, like nervous. Like, well, what are you talking about? And in Beacon Hill, there is a bill that would say that you would have to opt out of any class having to do with gender identity, where I believe that we do have to have these discussions, but it should be an opt-in. And parents need to know that they're, um, their child isn't being taught anything without their permission. So that's one of the platforms I'm running on is, uh, is parent right school curriculum, uh, transparency. And then it's also the defund the police. Uh, defunding the police, I went to school with a future law enforcement officers. I was uh, pursuing a criminal justice degree. And we learn about broken windows theory. So broken windows theory is, is that a kid walks by a building and he sees a window was broken. And then a week later, he walks by that building and that window is still broken. Eventually, he realized, oh, nobody, nobody cares about that building. I'll go bro break more windows. This is the way we treat our police officers is that they're trying to clean up these broken, these broken windows symbolically. And then, you know, people get cut on the glass and then it's the police officers getting blamed. It's the believing that our social issues all come down to, well, the police officers are doing their job, they have discretion, but their, their use of force, it's, they're, they're trying to uphold law and order. And um, I just wanted to say that with my campaign, it's non-traditional. I don't knock on doors, I don't collect endorsements, I don't collect donations. If you support my campaign, donate to a local nonprofit. The problem with politics is that it's ugly and it hides behind money and influence. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm not hiding. If people know who I am, I believe you do, you can say, hey, you know, Steven Escobar, he's a candidate who really does care about people. I'm, people think that, I mean, when I tell everyone I'm a social worker, they think, wait, a social worker, isn't that a liberal job? <laughs> and I say, yeah, I mean, t it tends to. Going to Boston University, there is a, I tend to go to school with um, people who have a very left ideology, but we forget that the conservatives have done great things for social work too. The child t 
tax credit during the Ford administration, same thing with the community development block grants that we're trying to get, that came from the Republicans too in the 70s. So, and it, again, tax relief, looking at tax credit, what, how we can best help Attleboro residents is by um, implementing tax credit for our elderly and then tax relief for our, individu uh, for our individual residents. Uh, we had a $3 billion surplus at Beacon Hill. Mm -hmm. it, and they didn't want to give that up easily. It was just because of, hey, this is a law that was passed in, 18, in 1986 that says you need to, um, when we hit a certain surplus, you have to give it back to the residents. That was debatable. They see us struggling here in Massachusetts after the pandemic, especially, and they're still saying, nah, we think maybe we should keep it. We should put it into government programs. But some of those programs do you think are wasteful? Which ones do you think are wasteful? Wasteful? Wasteful. Wasteful programs. Wasteful? Wasteful, yeah. For the government programs, yeah. again, um, t $20 million to uh, inmates in the prison, yeah. incarceration. There you go, yeah. Yeah. And um, what would you categorize like uh, uh, some things as uh, giving tri driver's license to illegal immigrants? Yeah. As wasteful spending? Absolutely. So well, what it is, I think that we can't. I don't ever want to demonize a human being. And I believe that, like, with, um, I mean, we have this, symbol, this symbolism of the welfare queen. And I know illegal immigrants. They're not bad people, but they shouldn't be getting a driver's license just for this fact that they could potentially vote. And so Massachusetts, as, as conservatives, we have to have two different mindsets. First, illegal immigrants shouldn't have licenses. But if they do... We have, to, we, we have to look at what Florida did and say, okay, well, Florida, they actually had like a very open legal policy, I mean, immigrant policy with the dry foot policy with the Cubans, mm -hmm. and but all the Cubans vote Republican. You know, like that's just known that because they know what happened with, in Cuba and they said not in America. When you see um, big centralized government, uh, Hispanics that come from uh, socialist-ran regimes say, no, 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 I'm going Republican. And you're seeing this across this country, a Hispanics, undocumented and undocumented can't vote in other areas of America, but they're still pushing toward their uh, Republicans because Republicans are about work ethic. Republicans are about church. Republicans aren't calling them Latinx. So for Massachusetts, plan B is, okay, well, if they're ha they have to vote, it's what can we do to show them, listen, like, even though this was the part it looked like they put, they gave you the, these licenses, they're also, they're, they're going to be taken away from us. They're going to be um, pushing narratives that your household doesn't agree with. Your children are going to go to school because it's their right for an education, and your children are going to be taught that a man can get pregnant. You know, so that's plan B. Plan B is, okay, question four, and the Secretary of State did not put question four on these ballots that went out um, on the um, question. The, the pamphlets that explained every question is going to be on the ballot. They didn't put it on at the mailers. So I just want to make sure everybody knows about question four. Voting no allows illegal immigrants not to get licenses, and then voting yes allows them to maintain that um, getting licenses that was passed in Beacon Hill. So, and then question four is a big uh, hot button issue. Uh, you know, I've seen it on social media where you know the, there's a lot of people against you know question four. They don't want to they don't want to see illegal illegal immigrants getting free driver's licenses, and that's, that's uh, considered wasteful spending or, you know, spending that could go to um, 
people who are who really need it, Absolutely. such as families. Uh, you know, it, reducing the income tax for for individuals. You know, that's where the money can be well spent. Also, uh, keeping businesses in in uh, Massachusetts as well. So reducing that. How, how do you feel about uh, reducing, uh, you know, the business tax so it's more, you know, friendly Favorable. for business? No, absolutely. We need so. There's. I, I took economics class. There's um. Some. I'm gonna say it wrong. You see a Lafner or laugh laugh. Laffer curve, where when it's tax credit, so you think the more you tax somebody, the more you're going to have a tax revenue. Yeah. But that's not necessarily true because once you start hitting a certain point in the tax rate, you're going to be you're, people are going to be leaving the state, and mm -hmm. as people leave the state, and the people who leave in the state who are getting taxed, um, who are getting taxed because you know tax the millionaires, it's that when they leave the state, we're going to be losing a huge chunk of our tax revenue. Yeah. So there is an algorithm. There is a mathematical problem that says, okay, what should the tax rate be? And when I, I, I could tell you, like, when um, Doty was running, he was explaining that Tennessee was more favorable. Yeah. And is that we have to bring businesses to Massachusetts. I, when I go to, um, when you go to Cape Cod, it looks like it's, like, becoming vacant. Like, it's, and Cape Cod's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a great property. I mean, great uh, region of Massachusetts. Same thing with Attleboro. Attleboro has an amazing, we have a geographical advantage. We have two highways. We have two, well, we're going to, we, we have one train station and we, we're going to get a second one. I mean, it's already built, but we're going to have a second one. And we have a great ability to be an economic dominant in our region. Mm -hmm. Well, we have a great uh, economic development person in the city of Attleboro who um, gives grants to anyone that wants to. There's a certain type of grant that you can apply for, I think once or twice a year that they have. And each business, if they have a business plan, to revitalize downtown. So Attleboro is starting to come alive with all these new constructions, there's tax breaks and everything. How do you feel about giving tax breaks to builders and that have a lot of money that are investing into our city as they have? They've been getting tremendous tax cuts for building here. Would you support that continually, or would you reel that in because they're already um, getting money for the rents and things like that as well? It depends on what we want Attleboro downtown to look like. So if we want it to be a financial district, like I, I don't believe it will ever be like a financial district where we have no. like, no. So I think we're downtown, so when we're talking about South Attleboro, on business and downtown Attleboro, I think those are two different conversations. They are. They are. So mm -hmm. for downtown Attleboro, I, I think it's got to be very mom and pop. I think mm -hmm. it, it's why would somebody from Mansfield want to come to Attleboro? Mm -hmm. And it, it depends on the person. It depends on the business. So if the business has a lot of good intention, because sometimes businesses do just look for tax break. They're like, where can I make them? Where can I make the most money? Where it's about profit. But if that business is coming in Attleboro and saying, listen, I really do care about your community. Um, maybe some people read up in Arbor knowing that it's a historic place, um, former jewelry capital of the world. That's right. We've had World Series played here. Like mm -hmm. it was back, the businessmen used to be able to bring Babe Ruth to Attleboro. I'm not sure if anyone's ever, um, we're, I yep. think we're at break. Yep, we're at break. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I was just cueing uh, his son who, uh, yeah. Um, I have to take a quick break, but on the flip side, if you have a question, uh, we're having a really great discussion about, um, you know, your views, Stephen. So it's well said. 
Um, you're listening to Out and About with Elaine. Our number here is 508-222-1320, and I'll be right back after these messages. Okay, we are back because I want to give our candidate a, a chance to uh, wrap up our show. I told him that it's going to be going very, very quickly. So Stephen Escobar is here. He's writing for a state rep. Go ahead, Richard. Ask him a question. Okay, so uh, Stephen, what's your uh, approach to constituent services? Because that's a big uh, um, part of the job as state representative, uh, answering uh, all hours of the night uh, phone calls from constituents. I have a problem, you know, where, where, where could I go for heating oil and stuff like that? And that is why I'm running. Okay. Because it, it, I'm not running for the title, but I want to help people. And so I, I've, I'm a social worker. I, prior to running for politics, I would have been a social worker. Hi, this is Steven Escobar. I have a client who is having issues with their heating or oil, or I'm having a client who is near eviction. That changes if I say, hi, this is Representative Escobar. I'm just calling because I have a constituent who is having issues. And that's a piece why I'm running, because mm -hmm. it does allow me to help people. And I openly say at Beacon Hill, a lot of Republicans don't have a lot of power at Beacon Hill. But it's about finding where I can be effective. Uh, not only will I be an effective state representative, I'll be an effective public administrator. That's a major task of the job is administering, being a public administrator. So how I do that is just it's office hours. It's using technology. But again, office hours. I want to be in the public. I want to be transparent. A job, a job of a state rep is letting people know what's going on. I don't think Adderborough actually knew that we had $3 billion coming back to us until it just hot, hit in every news station. Mm -hmm. I have a question. Uh, yeah. What is the difference in policy, your philosophy versus uh, Representative Hawkins? What are the differences between you and he? Him? So I've had constituents call me and say, hey, I've had issues contacting him. Can you help me? Can you call the um, city officials? I've had this happen. But for policies, I would say that it really comes down to how we'd want to lead Attleboro. Like, so wait, your question was how our policies on how to, how open we are, accessible we are to the residents? No, or? I'm asking about the differences between you and, and Representative Hawkins. Like, why would somebody want to vote for you versus Representative Hawkins? He has a stellar record and has gotten many different accomplishments, especially the South Attleboro train station and other things. And his aide does a lot of constituent services as well. But how would you differ? What is your policy? Well, it, it definitely comes down to how we want to help people. I believe that, so he, so his accomplishments come down to, he did what state rep was going to do. If you put anybody in that position, that's what they're going to do. And then some people are successful, some people aren't. But what would differentiate me for him is uh, fiscal responsibility. And where it is, is that, think about the homeless shelter. The homeless shelter, he's getting applauded for it. I brought 3.7, last year I brought, it was a poverty team that brought $3.7 million to Rhode Island to help end and prevent youth homelessness. Mm -hmm. We can't implement shelters. It's congregant care. You know, people deserve better than cots. People deserve better than having to live all uh, congregant. So what I would do is, is that we needed more housing vouchers. Housing, so if we're in, because he's big on homelessness, I'm big on homelessness. I was with the Rodan Coalition and Homelessness, and also I was with House of Hope Community Development Corporation. It's about housing vouchers. Because with homeless shelters, what occurs is 
that people who want to get work, say you're, you're living at this homeless shelter and you want a job in Taunton, mm-hmm. but you don't have transportation, you have to give up that job. But with a housing voucher, it's, all right, you have a housing voucher, you have a friend who said they'll hire you in Taunton, you just have to find a landlord willing to take Section 8. And I know that's a whole other barrier. And the second, if I was to become state representative, I'm not sure if the people who run the homeless shelter want, want, me, want to bring me to the table. I mean, that's their prerogative. Why? Why would they want to? Because, again, it's, um, it's transferring power. I'm talking about this homeless shelter in a way where it's like, hey, we could have done something different. You know, I'm, I'm, I understand. I have to vocalize what I believe is true. But what I would do with the homeless shelter is I would want it to be um, transitional age youth. So, mm-hmm. what it, it, so what the thing is with this home shelter is that it's taking people with substance abuse. It's taking people with... Um, with maybe mental health um, challenges, but it, there's, it's not specific. I'd want to make it as specific as possible where it's helping transitional age youth. So you have these, because the way our system works for homeless is that we're helping people too late. Um, someone who's 25 years old, they still have some resources. They may not get the resources. They may not get the, um, the resources that they that they, they don't get need. the same resources as somebody who's 50, 60 years old who has been out in the streets for 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the people who get the um, homeless shelters first in, like, Boston, in other areas. I think this homeless shelter, they may have a intake process, uh, filtering process. Right. Yeah. Right. But if we cha- turn the homeless shelter to a transitional age youth shelter, then we're catching people right when they get at DCF because our DCF system, we – they're turning kids out. It's like, oh, you've been in this uh, foster care all your life. You're 18. You know, we tried to help you. Maybe there was some challenges in that. Now they're out in the streets. Mm-hmm. And then that, then they're, now they're couch surfing. HUD doesn't, uh, doesn't define couch surfing as homeless. So that's another thing is that we have to say couch surfing is homeless in Massachusetts. And we have to, as a community, really take part in the point in time count. We have because that's where we get our federal funding is being able to have a true count of how many people are actually homeless in Attleboro. Well, let me ask you this: Do you know how many people are homeless in Attleboro? I mean, it, the number ranges. I've 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 heard twenty. I've heard a hundred. Now it's but I've it, again it ranges. Hmm. It's just based off because you can't count everybody. Someone who's in the woods. Yeah, who doesn't want to be counted? There's people who don't want to be counted. Right. They're they're fearful, and they're that's, that's a whole right. other trauma. Information. Those, those are the people you're trying to reach. Is the people who are, you know, they don't want to be counted, or they they're they're living behind like Seabur and places like that. You know, exactly. Or under highways and bridges. And, you know, mm-hmm. That's why it ranges. Highways and near the bridges and in the woods, and yeah, they're trying to reach those people. Yeah. And yeah, but sometimes they actually won't come in they won't trust the government they won't come to you and um, a lot of people will um, will not do that Um, if you go to the food pantries and that a lot of them show up there for food and everything but they are homeless they just would prefer to do that this homeless shelter that's the shelter that is going to be built down the street in Pleasant Street is going to uh, provide other services social services and um, not just um, a place to live, but it's also going to help them develop skills. And I think that's a big thing. If you don't have a resume, if you don't have skill sets, if you don't have a home to go to, you'll never succeed in life. But this is giving you a, a not a handout, but a, heads, a hand up to succeed in life. And I think that's the key thing to all of this, in my opinion. Yeah, it's but wraparound services. Yeah. As a social worker, you probably see that every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but where, 
so they again going back to on um, transitional age youth they don't trust adults like so if you're 18 years old so you're talking about who wants to be found who doesn't mm -hmm. youth are at least wanting to be found um all so, right with only a few more minutes mm -hmm. to go and i know it's very important for you um state and, your platform and so why, and why let's, yeah yeah so give them a, give the uh, people a reason to vote for you why why, why should we vote for you what it, it comes down to holding the line. When I introduced my candidacy to the Sun Chronicle, it was I saw the Democrat Party go from being the narrative of the party to the people to the party of the woke. I need Adabro to vote for me. I need you to hold this line against left ideology. The Democrats are not my enemy. It's the progressives. There's hundreds of thousands of Democrats who are just as proud to be American as any Republican. Mm -hmm. what, what it comes down to is that they're looking to defund our police. They're looking to put false facts into our uh, institutions. They're looking to just spread division, like through critical race theory. It's, so I need, at, same way that Attleboro had it where they were trying to change our school mascot from the bombardier. Do we know, like, take a second, what is a bombardier? A bombardier is us honoring our veterans. Mm -hmm. It's those who um, flew the bombers. and. For some reason, they said, no, that we need to change something. We need to change Attleboro. I need, I need you to hold this line by voting for me. I want to put m more money at the end of the month in your pocket because that is what is key. Because when more, more residents of Attleboro have more money at the end of the month in their pocket, that's what's going to make you allowed to, that's going to make you feel more comfortable to buy locally. Mm -hmm. That's what's mm -hmm. going to make you feel more comfortable to um, prime the pump. I mean, that was that was a Democrat term, but prime the pump where we're putting money into our um, local economics. Yeah. Any Sounds final like words? Uh, just, because we've got just to like wrap uh, up, Ronald, Ronald yeah. Reagan years ago with the Laffer curve and all that. And yeah, that's giving it, yeah. more money to the people who really need it, which is the the people who work hard, the families and all that. So that that's where you're, you're coming from. Got yep. one minute, guys, to wrap up. It's all about the household with me. Okay, final word. That's it. Is that household that uh, we need to put more uh, We need to put more emphasis on the household mm -hmm. and less on the government intervening in our lives. Okay. One more question: um, How do they contact you to find out more information? Oh, uh, well, you can add me on Facebook at Stephen Escobar, or you can call me. I, it's my personal phone number, but I really am about constituents. And I said constituents have called me. I don't mind those phone calls. My phone number is five zero eight four six three. 5073. Let me say it one more time. 508-463-5073. And I really do not mind those phone calls. I absolutely love talking to people. Like, I am a talker. <laughs> well, I'm a listener. I'm a listener. You have two ears, one mouth. But I love talking about just how I can help. And I've done this before, so don't feel shy. Okay. Sounds great. We thank you for coming in today. And good luck in November. Thank you so thank, much. Thank you, Thank Steve. you. Yep. All right, folks. Uh, on the flip side, we have uh, Heather Parika will be coming in at 7, I'm sorry, 8.30 today. Gosh, this day is going by so fast. And on the flip side, I do have a special announcement when we return. So you're listening to Out and About Elaine. It is 8 o'clock on October 1st, and we'll be right back after these messages. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Out and About Elaine. This is Elaine LaRoche. I did want to let you know that the Central Congregation Church's annual huge craft sale today is going to be postponed for another day. And um, also the Foxboro uh, Fall Festival is also uh, postponed 
postponed, okay? They want you to know that they will do this another time, okay? So, um, like I said, I have a, a special announcement, and, uh, and so here we go. All right, since 2013, when Jay Rogers flipped the switch and Soma 1320 was back on the air to Jim Jones getting our WARA 1320 call letters back, I have been enjoying talking to you, bringing you over 400 guest interviews. I have been very devoted to my audience, you, and met so many extraordinary people who are dedicated giving back to our community, from bikers against child abuse to local community organizations and even to celebrities, jazz musicians and comedians too. But I've decided to end Out and About with Elaine on Saturday, December 17th. You know, it takes a great deal of time to put the show together. I read six newspapers each and every week. I get up 430 every single Saturday um, to review my show's contents and add lottery, weather, and interview questions before I do each and every show. I feel you deserve the best informative show that I can write and entertain you. But now I need time for focusing on more of my full-time job. Yes, in addition to this show, I have a full-time job on Saturdays. I'm a program activities coordinator during the week, and I work with uh, folks that have dementia and Alzheimer's, and I truly love it. So on December 17th, I will take a final bow and thank you all. You know, it's been a real pleasure talking to you each and every week, so we still have 10 shows. After this one, it'll be nine shows to go. So let's, uh, let's find out what's going on out and about with Elaine, and I'm going to have Richard Lunt on, and he's going to talk about weather and lottery right now. Lottery and sports, too. So here are the lottery numbers of Mass. The, the Mass Daily is uh, 2432, Rhode Island Daily 0632, Mass Cash 7, 11, 16, 27, 29, Mega Millions 16, 26, 37, 40, and 51, Lucky for Life 5, el- uh, five 14, 23, 2, and 48, and Ten and the the play ball was four and the ball is six. So you're looking at the uh, weather forecast for today. So today is going to be uh, rain moving in, gusty winds, um, uh, downpours as well. High fifty four, low forty six. Tomorrow there'll be uh, some damp and tropical storm uh, Ian. So we'll get some. Damp rain from that. Um, we'll also have some clouds tomorrow. High of 57, low of 42. Monday, high of 60, low of 41. And Tuesday, cloudy chance of rain. High 60, low of 48. And rain mostly moves in. And then Wednesday, um, high of 63 and low of 44. And it'll be sunny on Wednesday. We'll get rid of the clouds uh, um Tuesday and then uh, Wednesday the clouds will break so. mm-hmm. and then in sports um, the Red Sox lost to the Toronto Blue Jays nine to nothing last night ouch and uh, <laughs> they'll be going at it again t- today at uh, 307 first pitch and then uh, the Patriots uh, tomorrow they play the Green Bay Packers uh, Brian Hoyer starts at quarterback in place of the injured Mac Jones and that's a 4.30 game. 4.30 game, yeah. All yeah. right. Thank you, Richard. You're welcome. All right. City of Attleboro, <clears throat> on October 22nd, they're going to have a downtown trick-or-treat event. And I think this is really fun. So they're saying go to Cuddy Court, which is near Ryan and Sons. And from there, 
You can play a lot of games with the kids. They're saying, hey, kids, dress up in costume. And then from there, you can go all the way down the street uh, from the uh, Burgundian and the museum and Morin's and YMCA. There's going to be a whole bunch of stores that are going to advertise, and each one will have a special treat for you. Okay? October 15th is the date set for Sturdy's Connecting Our Community. It was scheduled for today, but because of the rain and everything, they decided to postpone it, as many other events are. Um, so they're going to have it on October 15th from 10 a.m. to 1 at Capron Park. So you can get a free flu shot. There's going to be health screenings, exercise and fitness. There's going to be healthy cooking demonstrations, giveaways and raffles. So it's a, they're saying it's going to be a free family fun event on October 15th. So yeah, that's right next to the farmer's market, for gosh sakes. And speaking of the farmer's market, Sabrina... Just inform me that um, some of the vendors have canceled, but they're all going to be there from 9 to 1 today. So she said, well, please come down, support our local vendors and farmers. They are definitely coming there. Last week, I picked up some beautiful eggplant, and for the first time ever, I made eggplant parmesan, and I even surprised myself. It came out that good. But um, so, yeah, if you're out and about today, grocery shopping and everything like I'm going to do after the show, I'm going to stop down there real quick and do a quick runaround before the rain comes in. So um, but the farmer's market is up and running. Also wanted to remind you that North Attleboro's farmer's market is on Wednesdays from five to eight in front of City Hall. Now, now listen to this. This is October 1st. So we only have a few more weeks left of both farmer's markets. So. You know, they're going to start getting in the fall produce, you know, like the squashes and the butternut squashes and the pumpkins and all those other good things. So, um, yeah, um, check it out. Um, aging Disgracefully, you know who that is, Doreen Collins and Charlie Hall. Oh, my God, those two are just too funny. Um, they're telling me that October 8th, they're going to be at the Courthouse Center in Kingston. On Tuesday, October 11th, they're going to be at Chapel Grill in Cranston. On Tuesday, October 18th, the George on Washington in Providence, Rhode Island. And on Sunday, October 23rd, the Safe House in East Greenwich. Interesting. I got to ask them what times, because in this ad, it doesn't say what time they're going to be there. <laughs> hmm. Now, Capron Park, night at the zoo, was supposed to be today from 630. Um, and they were supposed to have live music, silent auction, raffles, and everything else. I do not know if this event is canceled. So I would call or uh, go online and find out at Capron Park if this event has been canceled or not. I know a lot of places are postponing things, um, like I said previously. And I will mention the Central Congregation Church, uh, their huge uh, yard sale is postponed, as well as the Foxborough Lions Fall Festival is postponed. So um, we'll find out next week or the week after when they're going to have their things, okay? So um, there is a craft show starting today at Mansfield, but it's indoors, and um, it's set for 9 to 3 p.m. And, um, yeah, and if it rains today, oh, wait a minute. They said if it rains today, it's going to be held tomorrow. So, um, yeah, that'll be interesting for sure. And, um, and every Thursday night, the Industrial Museum, which is right next door to our studio, they have Thursday night at the museum, and that's going to be uh, 4 to 8 p.m. You can go in. And this is one of the things that I'd really like to see, going in there and um, checking it out. I think that that would be really great. So, um, yeah. 
Which? Jesse Armel from South Attleboro Lions Club. Oh, perfect. Okay, put him on. Hi, Jesse. How are you today? Good morning, you lady. I'm great. It's, uh, I heard you say you were going to make it to the market, uh, maybe pick up something special. Yes. I bet the uh, I bet the eggplant parmesan was something. I it surprised myself. I did. I surprised myself. But <laughs> uh, you know, you go online and you can find any recipe. But you know, when you're trying you to sure do something can. the first time, you kind of like take a deep breath and go, "Oh God, I put like and it took two hours to make because it's very time consuming." But I shared the wealth oh, yeah. with some of my um, my residents that I work with. They uh, enjoyed it as well, and my sister too. So I shared it. Um, I think I would make it again in a heartbeat. So what can we do for you today, right. my friend? Well, I did fried chicken last week myself. But I, Whoa. I made myself. We hey, might have to swap uh, recipes then. <laughs> I, I might have to, yeah. It's uh, it's a good, It's going to be a um, kind of rainy when you get there at the, at the market. It's already started. I don't know if you see it outside. Down in South Delaware, it's raining. But, oh, uh, yeah. We're getting ready for our uh, Pennies for Sight collection at Yankee Spirits. We'll be there all day. And that's the South Alabama Lions Club collecting for eye research. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So you so are at just the... Just in case anybody's out and about like you are, <laughs> and they're in South Alabama, yep. and they're stopping by Yankee Spirits, there'll be lions at every door. <laughs> ah, very good. Now, um, last week, weren't you at the um, the farmer's market? We were, yeah. We, we find it's really good good for us to be there. Yes. People want to see what we're doing, and uh, the publicity helps, and we've gained a few new members out of uh, out of our interactions in the community, so I think uh, it's paying off. This is not one of those. This is a regular uh, collection that we do. Once every three or four months, we they give us the space at Yankee Spirits at either door, and we collect for uh, eye research. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's no. called Pennies for Sight. Oh, I like that. That's really important, too. I think that um, you also are having a um, an upcoming event, and there was no flyers oh. here. Walter had said that he left some flyers or brochures. There's nothing in the studio. Can you tell us what's there going on? on the, there's nothing on the pig roast? Nope. I'm, I'm so surprised. Yeah, me well, too. I'll tell you, if, if people come by Yankee Spirits, not only do we have a flyer, we have a ticket that has a QR code on it mm-hmm. that will get you to the ticket. The pig pig roast is on October 29th at Capron Park. It will be a uh, multi-food affair because uh, the fellow that's doing it is Mike Boyle from South Attleboro. He's kind of well-renowned in the area, and uh, he does. uh, It's all you can eat. You can take it or you can leave it, uh, take it or or eat it there. Mm -hmm. And there we'll have the uh, same young people, the same young people that are playing the ukuleles, the uh, ukulele group will be, the ukulele strummers will be uh, providing entertainment on October 29th. It'll be under the clam shell, uh, the hat shell, uh, whatever they call that shell at Cabron Park. Newell Shelter. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what time it's going to start? Yep, it's going to go from 11 to 2. Okay. So you can get more information. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I came in, uh, Walter sent me a message saying that they left brochures here in the studio, and there's nothing. And I looked everywhere. And um, because I seen it, I seen your flyer at the market last week, and I should have taken one, but I didn't, and I'm sorry about that. But, uh, yeah, I'm disappointed. I'm going to be out. I'm going to be like you, out and about. I'll drop one up. Oh, okay. 
That sounds great. Okay. That sounds, yeah, I appreciate that very much. Yeah. And also, you the, have a good day. Oh, you're just going to go. Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not on the run, but I mean, what did you have a question? No, 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 no. Because I'm reading something else. Um, I have to take a quick break, and then I'm going to read the Elvis and Neil Diamond fundraising event for the Paws of Comfort Lions fundraising event on October that's, 16th. That's, impo- that's important, too. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much. You're welcome. I'm here for you. Don't you worry about it. And uh, we definitely will publicize this. But yeah, drop it off and put my name on it, and I'll get it. Thank you. God bless you. Have a good day. Thank you. Same to you. Take good care. All right. Those are the good people of the Lions Club. We are so very fortunate. My name is Elaine LaRoche. I got to take a fast break and then I have some more updates on cancellations and things like that. And at 8.30, our good friend Heather Perico will be in studio. We always have a great time with her. So stick around. We still have a lot more on Out and About with Elaine. Good morning. It is October 1st and I'll be right back after these messages. Hi, folks. You're listening to Out and About with Elaine. This is Elaine LaRoche, and at the 8.05, I did announce that December 17th is my final show here. And I will remind you again um, as it gets closer. So I'm doing the countdown. Today is show number 10. Next week, it'll be 9. And, um, yeah, so, mm-hmm. But anyway, I'll explain that, um, you know, as the weeks go on. Um, it's a great, great thing, and I'm forever grateful for... Jim, uh, Jim Jones for this wonderful studio that he built and also um, putting us on the air for community outreach. And I love doing what I'm doing, but it's time for a change. So anyway, um, I did want to mention the South Attleboro. Uh, and thank you, uh, Joyce Marshall. She sends me such great things. And so doesn't so many of you out there, Central Congregation, Kathy, and so many other Sandy calls in and lets us know what's going on in our community. But the South Attleboro, Massachusetts, Paws of Comfort Fundraising. She says, Elvis is coming and Neil Diamond too. Well, I don't know if Elvis is really coming. But anyway, they're going to have a fundraising event on on Sunday, October 16th at the North Attleboro Elks on Bullfinch Street. Tickets are $30, includes a buffet, salad, chips, coffee, dessert, cash bar. And um, yeah, it's going to be really cool. The doors open at 1.00. And uh, the show starts at 2 p.m. And for ticket information, you, they want you to call 508-431-0282. They said that there's no tickets are going to be sold at the door, which might be a mistake, guys. Uh, the Paws of Comfort Lions is unique in having comfort dogs as members to provide comfort to those vulnerable. Proceeds will benefit the club and local Lions charities as well. Okay? So they're saying, in addition, we collect... Re- Oh, okay. Bottles and cans, can tabs, use eyeglasses, sunglasses, and hearing aids. Isn't that something? So they do that as well. God, such a great group. I, I feel so. Uh, that this is what I'm going to miss. You know, like all these wonderful people in the community. Again, if you want to go hear um, Elvis and Neil Diamond, you can call Monique at five zero eight four three one zero two eighty two. And as a reminder, the huge fantastic yard sale at the Central Congregation Church is just postponed, okay? It was supposed to be today. They canceled it because of the rain, and it is starting to lightly sprinkle here. So I'm going to be ripping and running as soon as the show ends for groceries and farmer's market before I go back. Um, So anyway, um, just as a reminder, there are some things that have canceled, and one is the Central Congregation Church, huge 
yard sale, obviously, because it was outside, but it's just postponed. I'm sure that they will reschedule, and I will let you know when they are going to reopen. Also, just as a reminder, too, the um, Foxboro Lions, their fall festival is also postponed, okay? And one thing is not... And that's the farmer's market today at 9 o'clock, 9 to 1. So bring an umbrella. I mean, you're not going to melt in the, in the rain and uh, go out there because um, when I was there, I, like I said, I go there almost every single week. <clears throat> it is so fantastic. And now, like, all the produce, everything is coming out. It's just really fantastic. And they have, you know, different vendors that have unique things like from salsa, to coffee, to biscotti, to everything in between, alpacas, alpaca socks. I mean, seafood and honey and soaps and lotions and potions and all that good stuff. And the thing of it is, it's all homemade stuff, and the farmers grow this. Absolutely. <laughs> Richard is laughing it, It's at me. great. But, you know, alpaca... <laughs> Have you been to the farmer's market, my friend? I, I've, I've been uh, earlier in the summer, yeah. Good. And speaking of alpacas, um, yeah. la- last weekend I was at the... the uh, the fall festival at, at the uh, Attleboro Animal Shelter, the annual yes, harvest fest. And that is they had huge. alpacas. They oh did. Oh my for, gosh. Wow. Yeah. They are the softest forever. Oh my gosh. They're, <laughs> they're beautiful animals. They yeah. are. Yep. I always get some alpaca socks, but this year I did not. So hopefully they'll come back in October. And I won a couple of prizes too. So they, they called you, me on woo, Sunday. You did? What did you win? Well, I won uh, a maple liqueur with. with um, T-shirts and all that. Wow. And then they also won um, a cat, you know, basket of cat treats, too. Nice. Yeah, yeah it's really fun. I, I love this time of year in the fall. I really do because there's so much going on. Yeah. And we're going to get into the holiday fairs and the Christmas fairs. All the and, Christmas fairs, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, like uh, Second Congregational Church in mm. Alabama. They have the great, uh, you know, Christmas I can't wait. Uh, bazaar yeah. and all that, yep. you know. Yeah, Murray Church down the road too, and and so many Old Town Church. I mean everything. So food um, and and crafts and all that. Yeah, and I always tell people, you know, it's really great to get something like that, buy Christmas presents earlier at a craft fair or something because it's homemade. Yeah, yeah, can't go wrong with homemade. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's a lot to look forward to. You know, it's a lot to get. to do that. And the Lions Club, now they're going to be at Yankee Spirits Yankee today. Spirits, okay. South oh. Attleboro. Across from Mediterranean Grill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Best yeah. seafood paella ever. Oh, yeah. <sighs> yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I digress there. Sorry. But um, they're going to have their um, pig roast on October 29th uh, from 11 to 2 p.m. at Capron Park. Yeah, I got that on my great. calendar, so yeah. Yeah, Pig that roast. sounds like that's going to be a really, really good time. Really good time, really mm-hmm. fun time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot. I mean, with with all the concerts that they had over the summer, with, um, you know, with the Farmer's Market, too, I mean, it's been very successful. They've been getting new vendors, mm-hmm. and um, and each year... And they, music, too. Oh, yeah. every week. Entertainment. It's just and amazing. You can't go wrong with the Farmer's Market in Attleboro. I no. think it's, it's one of the best around. They yeah. are. It is. I think it's because of the way that they have, not everything, but it's so eclectic. They have so like, you'll be at a farm stand and right next to a person that makes salsa. Or you'll be at a farm stand and right across there's this guy that makes jewelry out of spoons or a seafood, you know, and then there's art, art mm-hmm. in the market. And I think that's their thing. 
Today is art in the market. Last week, I believe, in the week before, there were other things happening, and just but you know, who, who we have to thank for the farmers market to get you know who got it started years ago was your upcoming guest Heather, Heather Perica, Perica and her yeah. team. And yes, her team. oh they my put god, it, they they got it to a point where it's uh, very. Uh, you know, it, it's one of the best around. But thanks it is. to Heather in and New the England, people who are yes. Sabrina's running it now and yep. she's doing a great job. I think awesome. everybody has just worked really, really hard. It's something very unique and different. Can you go get her? Yeah, I'll go get her. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Richard is going to leave for just a second because Heather is coming in and we'll take a break and bring her on and talk to her and find out what's going on with Heather because. Um, Oh, it's just really great to have people so committed. And that's one of the things that I'll miss when I leave you on December 17th. Um, I really would, I have really enjoyed working here. And it hasn't been work. It's been fun. And um, so, yeah, it's cool. We're going to take a quick break because I do want to bring our special guest on, who is Heather Perica. So, anyway, you're listening to Out and About with Elaine. Our number here is 508-222-1320. And we will be back with Richard Lunton, Heather, and myself when we return. Oh, my goodness. What are you guys doing on a Saturday morning rain? I bet you're still in your pajamas having a cup of coffee. I look forward to that day. <laughs> the day very soon. This is our 10th show. We're doing a countdown. Um, I am leaving December 17th as my last show. But in studio right now, oh, my goodness, this girl has been everywhere and everything in between. We are so lucky in the city of Atterbury to have this wonderful lady and her family, Heather Perica. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> How are you today? I'm good, thank you. When I made my announcement, they were saying, is Heather going to run for mayor? So let's just go to that. Absolutely not. <laughs> Thank you, but no, thank you. My I serve my community in a way better way now than I, I did previously. And for 10 years, I ran the farmer's market Saturday mornings up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Being on your radio program, you just wait. It's, you're going to enjoy your Saturday mornings, and you're going to get up on a rainy Saturday and sip your coffee and oh, not yes. have to run anywhere. I know. And on Friday nights, you can have a lot of fun on oh, Friday nights because you don't forward. have to get up so early. So I wish looking you the absolute best in your retirement, and you will be terribly missed. Oh, thank by you. By me, especially. Oh, so. thank you so much. <laughs> so tell us, what's been going on? What's been happening since you left the market? So um, yeah, lots been happening. Lots been happening. So um, for 10 years, we ran the, me and my crew ran the Attleboro Farmer's Market, and um, it was time for me to retire from that. Um, A lot happened. There was an election. My dad was really sick, and there was all sorts of things that were happening. So quite frankly, um, losing the mayoral election was the best thing that could have possibly have happened for the circumstances that happened after that. Mm-hmm. So my dad was really sick and he passed away and I took care of him for a long time and all sorts of stuff. And I'm so grateful that I had that opportunity to be able to do that. And uh, I wouldn't have had that opportunity if I had a responsibility here in the city. And Eddie Preaker is amazing because he also provided for me to be able to take that time too. So yay, Eddie. Um, so now during COVID, of course, oh, uh, boy, yes. I had established a relationship with the Hebron Food Pantry while I was running the market. Um, and when COVID hit, they really needed a lot of help. And so one of the ways that um, I found some healing and felt productive um, was to go there and help out packing bags and stocking shelves and doing things like that. And um, Michelle Birch, the former... Um, director asked if I wanted to be on the board and I said sure I would love to be on the board it was time for me to kind of take that next step so I am a vice president of the board of directors for the Hebron Food Pantry Wow! and uh, so now I spend a lot of my days um, working the pantry uh, giving outreach and just trying to help our neighbor our friends and neighbors in need 
our numbers just it went huge over COVID, and they are not going down. I did a, a comparison from August of 2022 to August of 2021. Mm-hmm. We have increased well over 200 families. Last last August, we gave out about 2,600 bags of food. Wow. This August, it was over 3,700 bags of food. So the demand and need, about a third of our residents here in Attleboro um, suffer with it, food insecurity. So... That's what I'm doing now. Now, now, I'm, and it's a perfect. So I love to cook. I love food. I love all the things around that, and helping people, you know, be able to feed their family and keep their lights on. Like, there's a lot of personal satisfaction that I get from that. Um, a lot of really heartbreaking stories too. So that's mm. why I'm super focused on trying to um, do the best that we can to help our residents. Now, how is the food? I know that you were at the farmers market. Mm-hmm. With the food drive, how did that go? Oh my gosh, it was so wonderful. Good. So um, we purchased, we had a donation of, of 100 mums. So we sold the mums at $10 a piece. And it really should be noted, every dollar donated to the Hebron Food Pantry um, has about $20 worth of buying power at the Greater Boston Food Bank. Wow. We raised over 2000 we raised $2,210 Ooh. on Saturday, wow. um, which is about $42,000 worth of buying power at the, at the Greater Boston Food Bank. So... <clears throat> You know, uh, people like to, we are, we accept donations all the time. We love those. We love food. We love personal care items. You're so wonderful. You always, always, always donate. You come in with a big bag and <laughs> you get socks, you get toothbrushes. You do, you're just, you're an amazingly kind and compassionate person. And we have a high population of homeless individuals who need those kinds of things. So they know to come and see us. So it, Saturday was so much fun. It was so much fun to be back at the market. I gave so many hugs. It was awesome. I know it was great. <laughs> and I do have, I just picked up yesterday. I, 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 You know, your days off, you do errands, mm-hmm. you know, because we have to do that. And one of them was the Bomba Sock Company sent me more socks, 250. Oh <gasps> now, I do have to give them to Macaulay House mm-hmm. and others, but I sure. can give you 50. Oh, my gosh. They're in my car, so why don't we, we after the show? Let's go right now. <laughs> All right, Richard, you take over. Richard, the air on. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, if you can give them to the homeless oh, for yeah, us, absolutely. that'd be great. Okay? Absolutely. And, yeah. and we have a lot of families, um, and they, that comes in really handy. Good. We have so many um, single moms that come in, and, um, you know, we we do diaper drives, too, because we have young families. And Aww. when we when they come in, and I can give them a package of diapers, and a thing of wipes. They did. I have some that come just for that. Wow. Okay. Because wow. it's so expensive, and there are benefits. You know, I get, I get a lot of people who are like, but they have benefits, and right. But one, it's not enough. They've been no. making cuts to that, and there are only certain items that they can spend that money on. And come the end of the month, I mean, regular you know people, working people, have a hard time making ends meet. It's no different. And so mm. those are the, when we get donations of like diapers and wipes and formula and things like that, we know very specifically who those items need to go to. It's not a free for all. No. You know? <laughs> but, no. but they, we, when we had the bombas from last time, yeah. um, it was, ju- we saved some for before school. And so kids could come in and they would get oh, socks. Good, and good. They had fresh socks and school right. supplies and backpacks and things like that to start school with. And that's huge. Oh. That's huge. And well, that's because of you. That. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Bomba Sock Company, just so you folks know, if you buy a pair of Bomba Socks online, they are a great company. They donate a, 
uh, a pair of socks to um, any foundation. And I work with Just a Penny Please mm-hmm. uh, out in Arizona, so I'm their ambassador here. So oh they just sent me 250, and uh, so some are committed. But mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I wonder if Heather could use 50. Absolutely. And if you can, then that'd be great. Absolutely, especially with the cold weather coming. I Anything know. Anything we can do to help. Um, anybody you know stay a little warmer yeah that'd be great okay all right so now awesome yay all right well did you park next to me i did good okay yes jazz lady yes i did (laughs) (laughs) i get so many right next to black beauty there we go yeah (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome so how's the family doing everyone's everybody wants to know how they doing you've traveled Tell oh us yeah where you've been oh my gosh i can't even remember all the places so <laughs> uh we were actually we were just in maine a couple of weeks ago um we went to we eddie um got our family a vacation to ireland so we were in ireland in i April. saw that yeah, yeah. Like, oh, oh it, my god we had he's such, a great guy he eddie. really is i yeah. he's he's absolutely amazing and us as a family we had an absolute blast and it was the first time you know the kids were going overseas and Mm -hmm. so it was a whole like wild experience and they just they they we just truly enjoyed every single moment of it and the kids are doing super great everybody's working being productive members of society um at the last minute last night uh, i got a phone call i text from a friend who had two tickets to lizzo last night I can't even. So Ooh. Eddie, Big Eddie, and Maggie went. And they're sending us videos and stuff. And they're just having the best time. And so we, you know, it's all you know. Life is all about relationships and True. being kind to one another. Yep. And when you are kind, you know, it comes back to you. And we're we are very very fortunate that we get a lot of that. And so we last year we went to California. We twice. We did all sorts of stuff. I, I again, I had the flexibility. Like, not being a city councilor, I was stuck here for six years. And when I was a city councilor, I couldn't really do much. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just like, I have you a bag packed all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have a bag packed all the time because you never know where you're going to go. <laughs> you never know where the day is going to lead you. So, Where was the best part of Ireland? So we stay, we go to, we're in Galway. So we stay mm-hmm. about 40 minutes um, west of Galway. So um, we have friends who live in a county called Carrow. So we go and we stay in their house. um, And we do the Wild Atlantic Way, which is just, it is absolutely stunning. It's all Connemara. It's gorgeous. Wow. And I cannot pinpoint one space that I love more than another. But Roundstone, which is, I I sit in the car and I just look at the sheep on the roads. Like, I don't pay attention to where we're going. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Roundstone is a small fishing village, and it is absolutely picturesque and so beautiful. And there's a restaurant called O'Dowd's there that have these crab claws and this garlic butter. Like, I was like, three plates, please, because I'm not sure when I'm getting back here, so I'm going to eat them all. (laughs) So that was fun. Of course, a Guinness a Guinness at every stop. Oh God! Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're, you know what? The kids um, have been. They're just. They're really. They're twenty, twenty-two, and almost twenty-four. <gasps> Where did the time go? Right. I know. I keep saying to Hadley, I'm like, you're twenty-three, right? She's like, no. Well, yeah, but I'm gonna be twenty-four. Like, I just, I can't even do the math in my head. But and you're saying, how did that? Happen? How did that happen? Turn around and, and for flying. her birthday. Mm-hmm. 
we're going to LA. We're going to see Harry Styles in Los Angeles oh, on wow. her birthday. Good. She she when she found out, she was a little like she was crying the entire time. Aww. So work hard, play hard. That's yeah. what we do, and things are really good. Now, was she the daughter that was working on the high school? No, that's Maggie. Maggie. So Maggie's the youngest. Um, oh right. She was really she's a indentured apprentice. She's a carpenter. She's part of the carpenters union. Good for her. Uh, yep. She during <laughs> COVID, she did a co-op and was helping build the Attleboro High School, which is really fun. Because I was on the, you know, I did the traffic study for the pattern for the high school. Eddie was on the uh, building commission who helped design and build and build, you know, bid out the high school. And then, you know, we were there for the groundbreaking of it all. And then for her to be inside actually building it. Yeah. was just a family affair. Yeah. (laughs) It's really cool, you know. And so um, she's actually working in Boston. I mean, she's 20, but she's at her maturity level is so much higher. That's great. She comes down here. She takes the train to Boston. She's building a 55-story high-rise apartment building, like, across from South Station. So Wow. Yeah, yeah, a lot of of growth in Boston. A lot, Mm. yeah. Yeah. She was actually also at at the the new Moderna building in Cambridge. Okay, sure. So she just, you know, hops on the train and goes into Boston. She's got her work tool belt and off she goes and <laughs> she's awesome. yeah so she's she's doing phenomenal little eddie's um he's gonna be he's taking some classes for to get some big equipment driving licensure mm-hmm. so he's doing great and hadley hadley works for the kennedy donovan center she's a uh, case manager for oh. uh, adults with disabilities that's great oh, that's it's great. amazing yeah. like her compassion um and her thoughtfulness uh towards other humans is just it's breathtaking, and the stories are heartbreaking, which I, of course, don't know because the hippo is fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, go ahead. I'm, I'm just going to say, i got to take a quick break, sure. and the flip side will continue. Awesome. We're in the studio with two of my favorite people here, Heather's to my right and Richard's right across from me. If you have a question for Heather, you can call us at 508-222-1320. we only got a few more minutes before our show ends. I can't <laughs> believe it. But stick around. We still have a lot more on Out and About with Elaine, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Out and About with Elaine, and in studio I have Heather Parika here and Richard Lunt, and our number here is 508-222-1320. So, woo, it's been a whirlwind. <laughs> Thank you for playing a little Harry. Harry's my favorite. Yes. We actually, we were just saying that I, mm. um, you ask where I have been traveling, and it's just, it's really been everywhere. So, before we went to Maine, <laughs> I was in New York with my youngest, my oldest, mm-hmm. to see Harry Styles. So that's why we're going to see her, him again because he was just phenomenal. Oh it was my such God. an incredible experience. That's so. wonderful. Yeah. New York is such a great town. Uh, oh, it, I love that city. Uh, love we it. had we had drinks yeah. afterwards at a rooftop bar and stuff. We were very nice. bougie. We yeah. were bougie. <laughs> 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 it was a lot of fun. Um, uh, I wanted to bring up too. Yes, so back to the Hebrew. So Jay Delisio, uh, President Delisio of the Municipal Council and Vice President Cobus, um, they mentor the Attleboro Youth Commission, and they are hosting a. They have done it in the past. I believe this is their third time hosting a diaper drive for the pantry, um, and that is on October twenty third, and it'll be at the VFW on Park Street. Oh yeah, from ten to noon. Okay. So if anyone, you know, if you're out there doing your BJ's shopping or whatever, throw an extra pack of diapers or whatever. Or they also accept, you know gift cards so we could purchase them for that or anything like that too great idea yeah the kids are really really into it and it is exciting to see um such activism at such a young age and having them 
uh, having the kids have an awareness of the need in our community. I think it's so great, and Jay does such a great job. His yeah. son too is on the commission. Ryan, yes, Ryan, yeah. and I mean, set such a great example. You know? Agreed. Yeah, good people. Yes. Yeah. 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 Anytime I need anything, I'll I'll give Jay's them a call. Jay's always there. Yeah. So is Todd. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'll be I'll, I'll notice something. I'll be like, hey guys, like how can we how can you guys help? Because you yeah. know people know them and respect them and right. yeah. um, want to be helpful and they have a great social media platform and so then we kind of rally people up and get them going. Right. I miss that's the only thing I miss about the municipal council is working with the two of them. Yeah, <laughs> Jay, Jay was out uh, yeah. last week and he was uh, doing part of the cleanup. For, yes, and yeah. that was great to see too. Him mm-hmm. and Brian Kirby. And, right, right. Yeah. I did see. I got tagged in a post on Facebook because they had a very busy day last Saturday <laughs> and they came <laughs> and saw me at the end of the day <laughs> over at the market. So, but they're always incredibly supportive. And then and uh, to mentor these kids. Right. It's it's pretty terrific. So mm-hmm. and you know, people in your listening area, the Hebron isn't just for Attleboro. We serve as seven cities and towns. So it's Attleboro, North Attleboro, Plainville, Norton, Rehoboth, Seekonk, and Rentham. So. Wow. Can you tell us like say if somebody like you have the food drive, mm-hmm. we dropped off groceries and everything. Take us through the steps as to what happens next. So you know, we load up the truck, we bring it back to the pantry and we actually quarantine um whatever the donations are for 24 hours oh um just in case that's a a policy we started during covid it's a good policy sure um and then we have volunteers we have a vibrant community of volunteers um we we are a primarily volunteer run food pantry so we have about 75 people that come into the pantry in or out over the course of a week um and then they sort through the um sort through the donations they're checking for dates um if you do a pantry clean out and you have cans of soup from like 2011, we can't use those. Oh, so, <laughs> so we move those along. We actually have a pig farmer who takes that stuff. But fine. <laughs> it always gets repurposed. So uh, we, we, when we are asking for donations, we ask for things to be you know, non-perishable food items to be in date because right. we can't serve them otherwise. Right. <laughs> of course. Right. So and then we put them on the shelves and our clients come in. We have distribution. Uh, we have a senior only 60 plus on Tuesdays from 10 in the morning until noon and then we have general distribution on Wednesdays from 4 to 6 and Thursdays from 4 to 7 mm-hmm. and we do actually make appointments as well on Fridays for people to shop who have maybe childcare barriers or um, you know be, waiting in a long line is too hard for them like physically mm-hmm. um, we're really excited we are p- teaming up with DoorDash to provide oh, wow. home food delivery. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this Great. it is going to be so we do have a few seniors that we work with the um, senior center that come and we we send deliveries of food out to them every other week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where we service such a broad area, um, we have you know, there are individuals in North Attleboro living in hotels that don't have transportation. People who have come on hard times or you know, if they're ill or whatever, they still need food and sure. they need someone to send it to them. So we're teaming up with DoorDash um, to provide that delivery service. So we'll be launching that within the next week or two, which will be really helpful, especially with the bad weather. Um, people can stay home. Our, our lines tend to be long mm. and they have to stand outside. And it's not it's not an easy process. We try to streamline it as best we can. But, you know, again, if you have child care barriers and you're looking in your cabinet and you don't have any cereal or, you know, crackers or soup or spaghetti or anything like that, you know, you can give, give us a call and we can get that delivered out to you. So that is real. I'm really super excited about that. Do you know when that's going to start? About two weeks. We oh, have. Oh, wow. Yes. That's so, soon. Yes. Yeah, so we've been doing some training with them. I have to launch the social media campaign <laughs> on that. So I need <laughs> to have really kind of buckle down and get that going. Um, and, I, you know, and 
so I think that'll be incredibly helpful to a lot of people here. Oh my God, that's great. Yeah. great. Yeah. And great. then I also do the turkey farm still. Yes, I wanted to ask you. <laughs> turkey it's, farm, that's yes, interesting. Yes, she does. Yeah. Listen to this. Go ahead. <laughs> What's the name of so it? It's, Rainbow, what do it's you do? Rainbow Turkey Farm, and we raise um, chickens and turkeys, turkeys specifically for the holiday. Um, it's a very small farm. Uh, Tom Mello, um, his sons have taken it over. Tom passed a few years back. That's how I got involved. Oh, that's right. Um, and his son, Greg, has taken it over, and um, we do turkeys for Thanksgiving. So it's a very small farm. Only one person ever act, interacts with the turkeys, and then we process them on the property. Okay. And you know what that means. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what we do yeah. right there. So, uh, so of course, yeah, this is my busy time of year. I get people calling me all the time wow. looking to order. So, yeah, and it's fun. Can you give out the number? Um, yeah, it's 508-736-9061. It's my cell number. We have a very limited supply. I'm a, I'm, I probably have like 50 turkeys left. Oh my god! So if anybody want, if anyone wants wow. one out there, you you got to get a get a get on the horn, and they're all natural, non-GMO, organic, perfect. They're so good. Wow! It's my favorite time of year. I cannot wait. I love. I uh, last last year I, I uh, cooked a twenty-three pound turkey. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, with all the trimmings and all, all the that. things. I love this. My this largest plus plus I you know all the pies that I make too. Oh. What's your favorite pie? We got a five-minute countdown. Yeah, five apple crisp pie. My largest mm. turkey that I've ever cooked from the farm was 34 pounds. Oh, wow. you should, we had oh to tie. You should have seen us. We had a pan, <laughs> and we had to tie it. Like It was unbelievable. But Wow. Well, thank you so much for having me here this morning. Well, thank you for coming in. It is my pleasure. I'm going to come back before you go. Yes, do. Hmm, we're going yes. to make plans. Okay. (laughs) All right, my friends, I got to wrap up our show. Um, Thanks for listening to our show today. Thank you, Richard, for coming in. My pleasure. uh, Interviewing Stephen Escobar and meteorologist Jim Corbin. You're right, because it started to rain. And uh, my producer, Mike Kettenzer, who's always rushing me around, but that's important. Mm -hmm. And, of course, my special friend and guest, Heather Periker. So if you are a nonprofit and are having a fundraising event, that's easy. Just drop me an email and I'll mention it on our show at radiolady34 at gmail.com. So from all of us here at WARA 1320, thanks for listening to our programming seven days a week. I'm Elaine LaRoche. Meet me back here each and every Saturday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. when we do this all again. Have a great week, everybody. Yay! (laughs)